everybody, and welcome to another week of board shenanigans. As always, I am joined by the irreverent Reverend, a man that is nothing but cowardly, faithless, and detestable. Yes, and I am here with the witch doctor, Cody Deems, who is sexually immoral, sorcerer, and idolater. Welcome to another week of board shenanigans. Yeah, folks. we didn't prepare that bit at all, did we? <laughs> nope, we didn't ham fist our way into that. Why hell, we fist more hams than a butcher. I don't know what it means either, but there you go. Yeah, that is a something. Definitely try to poppycock that one out on us. Ah, oh, you got it first. <laughs> oh, look, there's another spoiler. Ah. Uh. Uh, anyway, so, starting right at where we start, the beginning. Oh, really? Pro- We're not going to do, like, Tarantino cast and, like, let's start at the end? Well, not yet. Oh. Um, anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you this week, Brewer? Well, we did a live episode. That was fun and or exciting, I guess. It, Which, we... speaking, of, speaking of live nude episodes, how did you good people in podcast land do you feel about it? Yes, how did you feel about it? Did you enjoy it? Do you like the idea of us naked talking to you? <laughs> I mean, I mean... Uh, are, are you female? Do you hate the idea of Brewer naked talking to you? We know. Yeah, well... Yeah, why not? <laughs> Luckily, this is not a live nude episode, so I can just cut out that silence bit right there. Uh, indeed. Other than that, uh, what else went on? Um, we teased it, you know, we we John-fingered around the concept in the live ec- episode. We had a comment, and that's always fun and exciting. Um, sadly, it's not Professor P, or not sadly, I don't know. Maybe it is Professor P under an, a new assumed name, because we drug his name through the dirt. Yes, no more does Professor P have the kind of, you know, illustrious, you know, credibility he had prior to board shenanigans incident. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the laughingstock of the university now. <laughs> oh, God, all my colleagues at Oxford after the board shenanigans affair, who will sit next to me in the company picnic? They sure ripped me a new one and put me in my place. <laughs> uh, do you think he actually even listened to the episodes? I hope well, I mean, he did. other than the one that he responded to. I mean, yeah, he responded once. I mean, I don't know. Which I guess brings us to this new one. Uh, this is from, from a JJ, who I don't know who, who a JJ is. I don't personally know any JJs. For all we know, this could be Professor P's daughter. Or, for that matter, JJ could be a chick. Or, JJ, do you have a daughter? Is she hot? I hit on the last one. Does the JJ stand for John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, perhaps? Well, his name is my name, too. <laughs> well, whenever we go out, people always shout, John Jacob Jingle Eversmith! Yeah, yeah. Now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> I'm glad, because that was going to come up sometime during the show if we didn't. Yeah, pretty much. You know, John, you know how it is when your John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz pop in without any regard for anybody else in the room. Oh, yeah, I mean, you just <laughs> you just start John Finger whenever you, John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith comes around. And then you might poppycock out. Oh. Be careful, Cody. I might need to start eating soup. <laughs> oh, oh! Then I'll have to drive away in Larry Sanders. Oh, it might go eighty-eight gnomes per distance. I don't per, know gnomes per distance? Yes, gnomes per distance. The official <laughs> velocity measurement of gnomes. Well, b- because you know, in Larry Sanders, you know, you can make the Kessel Run in eighty-eight gnomes, right? And then you can get all the way down to your local bar and have the CC CR. 
God damn it. The RCCR? <laughs> yes, the RCCR. What's that, you ask? Forgotten about it completely? We're bringing it back. That's right, the Crown Royal and Royal Crown Cola mix. That's right, the official drink of board shenanigans. We endorse it. Yes, huzzah. Which, I guess, speaking of huzzah, we had a new like. I mentioned this on the comments once, but no one reads those. <laughs> uh... <laughs> And and apparently you're going to have to go read this uh, comment yourself because we're never going to read it to you. No, yes, um, here it goes. Here is reading. This is me using my mouth to translate things on a screen into an audio format for your ears. Today's society, it is often thought of as cool to deny the existence of God. Many of the intellectuals, in scare quotes, don't believe in God and think of God as a wishful thinking or a human imagination driven by fear of the unknown in ancient times. That has no value in today's highly advanced society. The fools say in his heart, there is no God. Uh, Psalms 14.1. And then we are also given Revelations 21.8. But as for the coward, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual, moral, Sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. As you can tell, it wasn't a, woo, here's my titties comment that we kind of thought we might get, but this is... <laughs> yes, I, ladies, I, while we're out there, feel free to send us pictures of your titties. Ah, uh, guys too, why not? <laughs> uh, any port in the dang old storm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, first off, before we get into it, thank you. Like, we really, really appreciate this kind of stuff here. This is what we've been trying to get after. And if we never do anything else on this podcast, open, all we want to do is open a dialogue and get some cats to think. Like, if this is your what you think and you want to talk about it to us and we'll talk about it on the podcast, whatever it happens to be. If y'all want to discuss it in the comment sections, whatever. If this is nothing else, you know, free speech mandatory, clothing optional here at Board Shenanigans. Yes. And, and um, if you are a cat, be careful about thinking, because I heard that could kill you. Well, curiosity could also kill you. Um, That's what I was getting at, yes, Cody, that was the crux of the joke. Oh, damn it. I thought I could get you with a witty retort, but once again, the professor strikes again. Exactly. Um, well, I was going to make a Schrodinger's cat joke, but I figured no one would get that, including you. <laughs> I'm a whole other level of stupid. I have to be <laughs> categorized away from our listeners. Thanks. <laughs> asshole uh anyway um so seriously this episode is for you and all of the people in podcast landia should take note we got a good comment we're doing a whole episode about it we could do the same for you just throwing it out there do something with that do something with that people so <laughs> you can't make us angry even if you call us like murderers <laughs> and sorcerers and liars about this intellectuals that i bring up are, are we intellectuals? Were we called intellectuals? I guess here I'll it, I'll steal the ball from you first. I kind of no. I took it as a as far before we get into the scripture part of it. I took the actual quote itself as maybe we're not the intellectuals, or maybe the people we quote are not necessarily intellectuals because there is a lot of Sagan and Orwell and you know I know you I know you bring up uh, God damn it the guy whose name I can't remember now. Oh that guy uh, yeah N Neil. Cro the other grassy Tyson? That one. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, I kept wanting to say Tyson Chandler, and that's not right at all. <laughs> Pretty far up, I think. Um. Anyway, like, you know, you get your basketball players confused with confused with your scientists. It never works out. Um. Anyway. Well, he does have a signature shot that's called removing Pluto, right? <laughs> uh, 
You know what the funny thing about that that you don't know is? He's yes. actually won the Defensive Player of the Year award two years ago. What does that and have to do with Pluto? He removed he removed Pluto, removing defense. I made the correlation. Maybe no. there was a correlation that wasn't there. <laughs> Apparently it was. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, anyway. Um, we talk about intellectuals. That's your Yeah, opinion. so I, I'm, I'm taking it as that, that we, we bring up people that are, you know, intellectuals or intelligent people, people we look up to in different ways. I mean, I know your Twains and your Carlins and stuff have come up on this show, and so maybe that was what he was referencing, that, that the people that we look up to and that we admire and that we reference and obviously know their work. Um, obviously not well enough to remember their goddamn names, but we know their work. Maybe that's what he was getting at, but uh, I really kind of took this as a – and. Again, appreciated, blah, 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 blah. We're dissecting it, JJ. I really kind of took this as a, oh, well, you can just smile and as you think you have it all figured out while I'm over here having the actual knowledge. That's kind of the vibe I took from this general comment. I mean, yeah, I, I, I understand that he, in a, from what I'm gathering from it, is, uh, and maybe this is a little bit too much line reading, that he obviously feels that there's still a place for, you know, faith and God and everything, but... The thing I can't get past, and I feel like it's such an obvious bring-up, is maybe, and it may, maybe I am reading into it wrong, or maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but this was the, this was on the episode where I bitched about how I didn't like overzealous Christians, and then you quote scriptures at me. Was that on purpose to goad me, or was it, or am I just oversensitive to the quotations of scriptures? I don't know, but that's kind of what I got. What'd you What'd you get? Yeah, I mean that's definitely a, a thought process that could go about it. Um, you know, one one that does sit in the back of my mind because it is so kind of ironic that that you got fundamentalist Christian on an episode where you say you don't like fundamentalist Christians. I almost thought this, you know, when we sent an email and then it got sent back to us, I was like, is this just one of our friends fucking with us? Well, I guess that doesn't really matter because if it is the real person, um, I'm sorry, JJ. Anything we say here is not a direct attack to you, but you are the listing of the comments, so we are going to direct things to you. But they're also being directed in a grand scheme towards anybody that cares to listen to us. So, which don't get pissed. I guess, I guess what we should have done at the beginning of the episode that we neglected to do was, warning, this particular episode may, may insult your particular religious beliefs. We're sorry. If you do not feel that this is something that you want to be subject to, turn off the podcast now. See you next week. Yeah, or skip to the end where we start talking about our penises again. Or don't skip to the end, I guess, if, if that offends you, because you're probably offended by our penises if you're going to be offended by our views on, on faith. And if you're offended by our views on faith and our penises, you picked the wrong podcast, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, anywho, that being said, uh, what else did I take from this? I feel there's definitely a lot more thinking behind this comment that was actually left, I, which feel free to leave us essays in comments. If for whatever reason it doesn't let you leave a comment that long, email it to us or uh, make a competing blog or podcast. In fact, for that matter, JJ, would you like to get in contact with us to come on an episode in the future? Because we are kind of preempting ourselves because of your comment. We had planned an episode like this in the future, which is still going to happen and is not going to be this episode repeated. So don't worry. But if you would like to be on for a religious episode in the future, uh, send us an email to board, you know, boardshenanigans at gmail.com or whatnot. Or for that matter, any of you out there that are interested in being in that episode. We're, we're, we're looking at you, Rogues Gallery. You know who you are. You know you'll be asked things. You may have already been asked things. That's what we're talking about. So, there you go. And we're going like to try to take this seriously, but if we make a joke, look, we're here to entertain. 
So, man. <laughs> That's right, the old nan and boo boo defense. <laughs> flawless, flawless. Hasn't been struck down since, you know, the, the accord of 1722. <laughs> That's why I went for it. Yes. Come on, man. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I mean, it's like the word. Everybody uh, knows that the bird is the word. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. All right. Um, that's enough John fingering. Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, I, I think we should start by looking at this beginning of this comment. Like I said, what I was getting at before I John fingered myself was what, what I'm getting out of this is that today there are a lot of people that are like, I don't know about this God thing because we have these other things that exist like physics and chemistry and things. And high-speed internet and porn. Exactly. Which, it might just be the porn in, in and of itself that makes people less godly. And then he brings up the point that most, you know, skeptics and atheists are going to bring up that, oh yeah, it was, you know, people trying to explain the world when they didn't have all the facts. Brings that point up. I don't know why that's an unvalid point, but... And and then that God has, you know... To, to quote, um... Fuck. Uh, Cody, who, who wrote Brave New Worlds? Alex Huxley, right? Paraphrasing a quote from that, um, he's saying that God is incompatible with, you know, with, you know, modern machinery and, and, and the like. I, I guess what I said, well, I guess what he's saying is God should be put back into society because that's the only way society can function, I guess, morally and ethically. And, and then goes to try to scare us with quotes about our, our eternal fate. That's what I got out of it. And I think that's, a, I think that's a valid point. I mean, very much you're granted to your own opinion. Like, yes, I have heard the theory that the moral degradation and the downfall of society and our modern lack of everything, you know, the way that things aren't as good as they used to be, all that shit, it's, you know, they can always base that on religion. That's very baseable upon religion because it's a code of ethics and morals that, that are taught by, you know, a book or whatever. That's fine. And I can see how you can come to that conclusion, but I don't necessarily understand how someone openly saying i don't really buy that is the significance to you know oh god here comes the apocalypse i don't know maybe maybe i read it wrong and i guess one of the and you touched on it i definitely felt with this particular one was how like you said on how it's uh almost a trendy and you know it's thought of as cool to deny the existence of god or it's thought of as trendy or whatever and I don't necessarily look at it as that way. I mean, I kind of just, and I know we've brought this up before, we kind of go with people that we kind of go with, and Brewer and I have a basic similar view on, you know, religion and a lot of things. I mean, we have very different views, but on certain, on a lot of things we go, I mean, you've listened to it, you basically figured it out. But as far as a fad goes, I don't feel like it's a fad or a cool thing for me to decide, you know what, there may not actually be a god. And it wasn't like I decided this willy-nilly, like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast where I'm not going to believe in God. It's not a character persona that I put on. It's been a long time, me actually coming to a conclusion to where I feel like I'm comfortable in my own personal view of faith. And I guess case in point, most of you guys know this because the five of you that don't know me, I went to private school. Like, up until I was a sophomore, I went to private school. And I was around a lot of private school kids, and I was around a lot of private school rhetoric, and maybe I'm so embittered by it that that's, that's my justification, but I can wholeheartedly tell you that I, I sat in this chapel, in the mandatory chapel services that we had every Wednesday, I sat every single Wednesday, and people would tell you about how you're going to feel the movement of God in your heart, and they would do 
Be Cool for Jesus skits. And they would do so much stuff to try and persuade you and so much stuff to try and, like, push it on you and talk you into it that a lot of it you didn't realize at the time until you kind of reflect on it as you're older. They would push so much propaganda on you, and you're like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking 15, 16, I'm 12, whatever age it was. But I remember so distinctly one particular time as I was sitting in this chapel service, and, you know, I didn't buy it. I was definitely getting to that age where I really was starting to question a lot of things, which I still question a lot of things, but I was definitely getting to that age where I was really starting to question a lot of things that I was told. And I was I had to be 16, I mean, because I, I know it was like right before I started going to pride, it was like one of my last years, and... They're sitting there, and they're talking, and it got to the point where, you know, people would go up and, you know, confess their lives to Jesus that had done it two weeks prior, and, you know, I mean, it was such a it was such a thing to do to be, you know, oh, well, we're going to wear the WWJD brand, brands, and it was so much, it was so hip to be Jesus-oriented, to listen to the to listen to the Christian music, and I never liked any of it, I never dug any of it, it didn't do anything for me, and one particular one, we were sitting there, and, uh, it was, you know, they kind of were doing the same, the, the, it was a different spiel, but it was like, you know, the guy was being very abrasive about it, like, you know, if you don't, if you don't believe in God, if you're not going to get anything out of me coming, growing up, growing up in a Christian school and coming to Christian chapels and being away from the world, being from this world, but not of this world, if you're not going to have anything, you just need to leave, because th- this isn't a place for you. I got up and left, because this obviously was I'm doing what I was told. Yeah. And, at which point I was like, alright, so I got up and I left. And it's not like I left the fucking school. It's not like I left campus. I didn't do anything. I just went and I sat outside the chapel because I didn't really feel like dealing with it anymore. Because there was so much pressure put on you by your peers to, oh, well, you're obviously one of the ones that doesn't really buy into this Christianity thing too much. And, you know, by doing such, like, you know, they, oh, well, we're gonna, we're gonna convert him. We're going to show him. We're going to show him the way. And I was just, I was tired of it. And, you know, you always have these people looking at you when they're talking to you about this kind of stuff. I got up and I just went and I sat outside the chapel. I didn't leave. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't make a disturbance. I didn't stand up and be like, fuck this, I'm leaving. I got up. I walked out. I walked out. went down the hall. And I went and sat out there. And it was probably 20 minutes. And the teacher came up and came out and she saw me. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, he said, if you weren't going to get anything out of this, it was better to leave. I just thought I'd leave. Oh my god, the hell raising that that fucking caused. I got taken to the office immediately. I had the principal, the vice principal, that teacher, and another teacher. Gang, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there. They're ganging up on me. Like, you know, you don't understand. Like, you're rejecting the teachings of God. Do you not realize that your soul is doomed to hell? I, they may have quoted this verse at me. I, I don't remember. But they're sitting there ganging up on a 16-year-old kid, and they're, like, all praying over me and shit. Like, you know, we're going to have... And for the next three weeks, instead of having chapel, I had to go to the principal's office and have a devotion with the principal so that I could see the ways of God. I mean, you know... (laughs) Damned if you do, Cody. Damned if you don't. It's a lot... So... I appreciate your opinion, JJ, and I appreciate people that have their own opinion, but fuck y'all. Because it took me a long time. It was in spite of everything that was shoved on me to come to my own conclusion on where I, me, I personally habitate as far as faith goes. And whenever I finally feel like I'm comfortable to it, enough to where I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to exhibit my freedom of press and freedom of speech to get out there and say whatever I feel, 
I kind of feel like fuck you. I'm allowed. I'm allowed that liberty because you don't. You don't know me, and you don't know everything I've been through, and you don't know the person. And nobody. You know, I'm not trying to say that anybody else, anyone's personal journey is worse or better than anybody else's. But we all have them. And for me to arrive at such a juncture, you don't know how I got there. And frankly, I kind of feel like me den- me deciding. You know what? I don't believe what I have been taught. Since as long as I can remember, because I was raised in a religious home, me being able to step away from that and actually be like, okay, this is what I think over here that doesn't necessarily coincide with everything else I've ever been taught, I kind of feel like that was the smarter move. I feel like that took a little bit more guts. I'm still yet to not get cried at or prayed about. Anyway, that's my piece. I guess this is a good place to start is tell, like, our backstories on on religion. Uh, Mine's a lot simpler, so you don't have to sit through that through anything too long. Um... (laughs) How uh, dare you bear your soul? <laughs> well, yeah, Cody, don't bear your soul. Don't show me the bottom of your shoe, Cody. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've never really had any any faith. I guess is the easiest way to put it. Because I mean, I you know, yes, I was taken to church as a child and you know whatnot. Um, I've gone to you know Sunday schools and vacation Bible schools and stuff like that. But you know, maybe more for just the the fun of being with people and you know playing little silly games and building little tents and whatnot. I would almost say the only reason why I had any sort of belief would be the same reason why, you know, your three-year-old son believes in Santa Claus. I mean, why? Because someone older than you has told you that this guy exists, and because, you know, the very basics he tells you about this guy, we'll keep with Santa Claus, is is that this guy knows what you're doing, and if you're good, you get presents. So you're like, ooh, I like presents. And realistically... Our experience with Santa Claus is very similar in the fact that, you know, you might think of it like, man, I did do something bad, but you know, that, that, you know, monster truck is still sitting under my Christmas tree. So it must not have been that bad. I mean, so I guess that's probably as far as that goes. I mean, nothing particularly bad ever happened to me to make me like, you know, fuck this Jesus guy, but you know, nothing particularly ever good has happened to me either. So I, I guess I've always been pretty religiously meh and and I guess the other thing is, is, you know, they tell you all these stories about faith and religion and stuff as, as a child. And, and you kind of start to think like, well, isn't, if that's such a, if that's such a good idea, why don't we just all go there now? But, you know, I, I don't know if the world would really work that way if we all decided that we should kill ourselves to go meet with this Jesus guy because it's a better way. So I guess that's where I sit. And I, I guess I'll say this too right now. I would really like for there to be a heaven because that sounds like a great idea. Living on for eternity? That sounds pretty cool to me. That's my goal in life, is to live on for eternity. But, sadly, I don't know if it, that way works. I mean, there are a lot of problems with, you know... There are a lot of problems, you know, being a skeptic when you see, you know, see the way the world works sometimes. And that kind of might be one of them. You know, occasionally you lie awake awake at night, you know, thinking about, well, the fact that when I'm done, you know, the energy and that, that bonds my cells together will cease to, to function and I go off to oblivion. So, think about that, I guess. But I think that might be the main reason why religion exists is to hold a candle up to you so you won't be afraid or scare you into thinking that there's something better because if your options are you know eternal like you know beer volcano and stripper factory or worms ingesting you what are you going to choose so i mean i understand why people do believe it but and i'm not necessarily advocating that you should just give up religion completely i mean why don't you replace that with something there are many things you can replace that with like Critical thinking and rationality, for instance. You know, maybe try to examine your own life and live the way you think the world really wants you to be. Like, the way you should be, not only for yourself, but for for the kind of place you want to build. It's commonly called Pascal's Wager, which is 
I guess what I was pretty much getting at. Pascal's wager is pretty much like, well, if you're wrong, you suffer forever. Forever. But if you're right, you, you get nothing. So why not just, why not just believe in the hopes of getting something good out of it, opposed to getting, you know, either nothing or worse than nothing. And I don't know if I buy into that, because, so you're saying, I think any Christian, or for that matter, any religious beliefs, that are based purely on the concept of, it's the best option because I'm afraid of what might else happen to me. If your religion is based on fear, what what do you have? It's not based. It's not based on what it claims to be based on. You know, kindness, loving, and and and, and forgiveness. Is that the other thing it's based on? Um, I don't know. Uh, Those. I, I guess I'm kind of. I, I I didn't mean to filibuster there. No, no, no. I I just kind of am of the opinion. I think this is very much been clear. Live and let live. Question everything. I mean, it's kind of where I fucking sit on a lot of things in the world, but. If you're religious, good, great, wonderful, but don't fucking follow it blindly. Same way, Republican, don't fucking follow it blindly. Miami Heat fan, don't fucking follow them blindly. I mean, there's more than just whatever your little section of the world is. There's more than whatever you see. And I guess one of my biggest problems I have, and this is somewhat, this is, okay, fine, this is actually very centric on Christianity, because if we're going to do Bible verses at each other, and I'm going to try very hard, guys, to not make this turn into a Bible verse sermon, which, by the way, JJ, if you wanted us to go read our Bibles after this comment, mission accomplished, dude, because I have read more Bible verse stuff in the past four or five days than I have in the last couple years. So, <laughs> if you wanted us to do that, you, you definitely won that battle. But uh, I think one of my biggest problems is using faith and religion as a weapon. I just feel like that's a major, not a cool idea. I mean, your faith and your religion is is supposed to be for you. It's. I mean, I agree with what you're saying on the aspect of like, do it, do it, or I'll fucking spank you. That's kind of a. That's. I don't know that that's the best of moves. But if it's like a self betterment type thing, okay, I could get behind that a little bit more. But yeah. getting, getting kind of back on point, like, this is from 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. And, uh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God, for pulling down on strongholds, casting down arguments on it, uh, arguments and on every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. That's a pretty tyrannical statement as far as I'm concerned, because you're taking something that's, okay, my, my, my faith is a weapon. And it's a weapon used to destroy groups of people that do not share the same faith and no that I do. And anybody that has any knowledge base is contrary to such is subject to captivity to the obedience of Christ. Because, by God, you'll learn or else. I would say we've been throwing around a word here a lot lately. Um, faith? What does faith mean? That, that's, a, I think, a pretty good place to start is what what is the definition of faith um cody do you have one yeah what do you hear when you hear faith whatever i think faith i basically look at it as like the general trust in a certain thing whether that you know i have i have faith that my wife's going to be here whenever i get home from work today you know that kind of stuff like i i trust i trust in that that's as far as i go with it I, and i know that faith gets attributed to religion and everything but in well, general i i have fa and i have faith in the postal service like yeah to a degree i have faith in the postal service do you have faith in them or do you just assume they know how to do their job postal service <laughs> okay i assume they know how to do my job i have faith that my wife will be home whenever i get whenever i get there i have faith that my wife's not well, I mean, not cheating on me, that kind of stuff. I, I would say, I think, which I am gonna, 
I'm quoting an intellectual here, so... Oh, God! Um, D- Dr. Peter Bukhosen? I've heard him pronounce his name, like, two or three times, and I'm not completely sure if that's it. There'll be notes, don't worry. He puts the term faith as this, which I think is pretty appropriate. Pretending to know things you do not know. So, let's replace things... Let's replace the sentence you said about your wife, for instance. You pretend to know something you do not know that she's going to be there when you get home. Really? Or would you say, is, is, is that how you feel that she's going to be at your house? Or do you think, well, the likelihood is that because, huh, she doesn't work today. She's probably going to be at the house when I'm at there. Did you deduct that from some sort of reasoning? Like, uh, well, generally every Thursday she's at the house, so she's probably going to be there. That's a fair point. Which I, I guess gets us to the point of, I think a lot of people say faith when they might actually mean hope. Which hope would be more more akin to something of equivalent of, I want something to happen that may not. Faith is more of a, a comment on knowledge, where hope is a comment on emotion. Yeah, emotion, feelings. And I don't think faith and hope are, are synonymous terms. I would agree with that. I definitely would agree with that. When you make a faith claim, like, I, I, have, I have faith that when I die, I'm going to go to a land of beer volcanoes and stripper factories. If you don't know what I'm referencing when I say that, that's uh, the Pastafarian heaven. Um, if you don't know what Pastafarianism is, look it up. Or look to the show notes, folks. Oh, hey, there you go. It's a s- satirical pun on religious belief based on a debate that happened a long time ago. That's all you really need to know. It's uh, just Bertrand Russell's tea- teapot or... Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty close, yeah, uh, to the uh, celestial teapot. pink unicorn, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like said, a, a, a faith claim is, is a claim of knowledge. You're saying, I know that I'm going to this place. Do you know or do you hope that? See, and... I guess to counter with another intellectual. Oh, God. Um, I actually really, of all the ones that I looked up for this, I like Voltaire's. And his is faith consists in believing when it's beyond the power of reason to believe. I like that one, which I think coincides with hope. I do. I think it coincides with your hope definition. I feel like they, they work, but that was my faith. I think we're proving quite well. Um, I don't think it is possible for anybody to have a private belief, no yeah. matter how hard you try. I mean... It's always going to influence something that you said, and we're proving that here. I, I guess realistically, the only thing I'm trying to do is replace this faith. I don't know if I'm trying to do it. I think the. I guess what I'm trying to promote the idea of is a better way to put it, because I don't think I have the ability to, to change anybody. Is maybe you should replace faith with like you know true hope, like of rationality, like that you can solve your problems, opposed to just waiting for Santa Claus to bring you an answer to your problem. Or, or the Grinch, because he's the true deity of Christmas. Call back to episode one. I see your point of, yes, okay, I think it may be impossible to have any kind of faith, belief, whatever. I think it may be impossible to have a belief in something and it not influence you. I agree with that. The problem I have with it is people getting their goddamn feelings hurt about everyone's beliefs. I mean, you can <laughs> yeah. believe what you want to Like, I, hell, I feel like we do it pretty well weekly. Whenever we have a differing opinion on something that you believe this, I believe that, I think we can at least, in some essence, like, respect and understand the other one's opinion, entertain their ideas, and maybe take a little bit of it and move forward with it, as opposed to, no, no, we're wrong, absolutely, hell no, there is no Easter Bunny, or whatever it happens to be. Ideas don't demand dignity, people do. Bam! So... Why don't we keep it to that, you know, as far as... Which might be the whole reason why this is such a taboo topic to talk about. Which, I don't... I mean, I don't know why. Why why can't we talk about these kind of things? I mentioned before in an episode, I think it was the Skeptical Political episode, that there was going to be a whole class on this kind of thing at our the local college. But it was cancelled. 
because people were afraid. Why why can't we talk about this, but we can talk about, you know, the, the proponents of, like, the Republican Party, how it says, I don't know, we should move... We should move Tuesday before Monday. Why can we talk about that? But we can't talk about... I don't know. I, I mean, it, nothing... To me, nothing is sacred, because if... It's just words. It's just ideas. I mean, like your... Like that quote you said. I mean, yes, it's just a person with an idea, and it's not a fucking un, unsinkable idea. And I mean, at least there may be merit to some of it. I mean, hell, it may be a total bullshit idea, but it was worded very eloquently. I mean, by God, we elected a president on that. Twice! But Bush? <laughs> we elected a president on that. Twice! So four times! Four total <laughs> fuck-ups, America! Good job! Uh, yeah, I mean... I yes, know. I got a Bush and an Obama for president joke. Boo on all of them! Anyway, I'm done with Is that. Is that what that was? I was uh, trying to. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it, it it really boils down to, like I said, as far as like critical thinking and, and, and reason... It boils down to a really easy concept. Would you fly on a, a faith-based aircraft? <laughs> I wouldn't. I would much prefer to get on a, an aircraft that was, you know, proven to function based on empirical evidence in the world, opposed to like, yeah, I I claim to know that this airplane will will fly. Why do you claim to know this? I'm a faith healer. Oh. Thank you. Not an aeronautical engineer? No, not an aeronautical engineer. Well, you know what happens when you get on a faith-based airline. You look out the window, there's a gremlin tearing up the wing, and then you have to, like, nobody believes you that they see it. Ah, Next thing you know, you're getting hauled away to a sanitarium. And and, and then they look over and, like, what did happen over here? Anywho. I had faith in that that Twilight Zone joke. Apparently I was Apparently you did, yeah. Yeah, I mean... You need to examine your life. I I guess is the maybe like I said replace replace your faith with an with an examined life. Ask yourself what evidence would make me not believe in fill in the blank with your with your flavor of religion. Yeah, can can you tell me how your beliefs could be wrong? And then think about then think about that. You know, be your own skeptic if you're a believer. Like look at things in that way. You know, like for instance, one thing that. One thing that I never got from all these stories, I mean, it could just be me, I don't know. It's one thing I never could figure out. If all humanity came from Adam and Eve, how do we get different ethnic groups? I mean, how, how could that happen? Um, do, do you have an answer? I mean, is that said somewhere and I missed it? Do, do you want, do you want what I, do you want it, the, uh, scientific Bible way I was taught? Uh, sure. It was whenever the Tower of Babel fell apart and then he and then god well i thought that was just language right but they the bible verse said they scattered to the ends of the world which by scattering to the ends of the world would then be like how the melanoma changes in their skin pigments and that you know they adapt to that environment so you're saying they evolved to a new environment and and they took on the characteristics of of what nature forced upon them why not well, I'm saying. I'm just telling you what they told me. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just answering anybody out there that was going to use that excuse or giving my rebuttal to it. I mean, people have then you know have known Adam and Eve personally. I mean, why are there all these you know other gods if they all came from two people who personally knew uh um what what y- 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 Yevin uh y- Yahweh Yahweh. <laughs> Sorry, Yevin's Final Fantasy. Um, y- Yahweh. Um, I mean, they personally knew him. So how do these then other groups like forget? Well, were you not here you whenever Zeus? I saw I bitched about like we elected the same dumb president two times consecutively? Oh, so that's that's how it happened. Apparently, uh, I I mean look at this. I mean, if your parents belong to a different religion, 
say, say Cody, say Cody, you're a Christian. Let, let's make it even more. Let's even make it more. Uh, you're a Catholic. You're a Catholic right now. That that that's who you are right now. I've decided. So the Reverend has spoken. So it shall be. Yeah. If your parents were Lutheran, would you still be a Catholic, or would you be a Lutheran? If I chose to be a Catholic, because of what I personally believed, I would be a Catholic. Yeah, but I mean, you know, since you're one, you're being taught Lutheranism. Would you still... Would you, JJ? If you were born in the Middle East, would you be a Muslim? Just, you know, little food for thought ideas. I mean, just... I mean, I I say this is kind of my example. I mean, should you... Examine your life. If an all-knowing God can read your mind, why does he require you to demonstrate your faith by worshiping him? If you hear a voice in your head that's telling you it's God, how do you know it's not uh, Satan? If I promise you, I don't know, uh, to give you a billion dollars after ten years, but only if you worship me, do you believe me? If I had a nickel every time somebody told me to worship him, I'd be a nickel error, I'd tell you. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Sorry, it was too easy. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm just, I know, I mean, it's just, putting these ideas out there, I mean, have you, what have you thought? I guess I'm going a little bit more, I don't know, less abstract, I don't know how you could possibly say that. Basically, back to the comment. My, the little points that I have, little sniglets that I did, was like, you know, when somebody quotes something at me, generally the first thing I go do is go look up such quote, just to, just to see, I mean, God, I mean, for all I know, they could be quoting Hitler and saying, you know, saying like, you know, how many bullets did I fire? Was it five or was it six? I, lo- I mean, you know, y- you always do that shit. What I did, and a little of my own little researching and whatnot, so the first verse he quotes at us is, The fool says in his heart there is no God, Psalms 14.1. Went and looked that up. And... You know, you go through and you read the verse, and it, like the the whole the whole uh, chapter fourteen of Psalms. You go through, you read it, and it's like, okay, I kind of see what they're saying. I went and actually looked up what the story was about and put it into context. Which, frankly, I kind of feel like both of these verses come very much out of context because you're getting you only get about half of the Revelations verse, and you do get the first verse of this Psalms fourteen, but you have to read thirteen to get any context for what's going on. Basically, short story here. Um, it's Psalms 14. talking about talking about David. He uh, he had a bad like he was having a bad day with a guy he didn't like, and he's pretty much just like if P- basically the whole sentiment comes down to well only you know this guy's a son of a bitch and only a son of a bitch would behave this way. Only a son of a bitch would say there is no God. You know they're corrupt. Their deeds are vile. Like, they don't know anything that's good. They cut my donkey off in traffic, and they should go fuck their mothers. I mean, that's that's what he's doing. He's having a bad day, and he's bitching about it. It's not this sanctified language or anything. I mean, it's, I feel like it was very much pulled out of context, or you or you have to have knowledge of the text, or go to what I fucking did and look it up to realize, nah, I don't know that that was as deadly as I thought it was. I mean, maybe it, maybe it wasn't like, only a fool decides there's no God. Maybe it was like, only a fool decides there's no God. Ho ho. Uh, I, I don't know. Because um, Mickey Mouse has been quoted saying that many times. Yes. And then the other one, you know, the Revelations 21.8 one, you go through and it's talking about what will happen at the end of the world. It's basically the Christian version of like, you know, Ragnarok is basically what you're getting. And they're going through talking about everything that will happen. And, you know, like, this is what will happen to the good people and how, you know, beer fountains and, you know, stripper factories and all that will be there and wonderful and, you know, all that shit. And then it's like, but, you know, but the cowardly, vile, unbelievable witch doctors, you know, will fall down into Cthulhu's anus. And, you know, all that stuff. And when you put that into context, 
it was just, it was Paul, and he was just talking about this particular group of people in an area and how sinful they were and how if they didn't turn away from their sins, which I don't even take as like a, if you even go a step back of like, as opposed to saying like, oh, if they'll turn away from their sins, like go back as like, you know, if you'd use penicillin at this like random village, you probably, not as many people would die. Or if you'd stop eating human flesh raw, it's that same principle. Like, you know, maybe if you just, you know, stop having insexual sex with one another, maybe the kids will turn out with like two eyes and not three. It's that same concept of like, hey, this is what'll happen. Here's a scary story. Here's an Aesop's fable. That's all it is. And I think it's very much misquoted. I, I, I really do. But, you know, whatever. I mean, most scare quotes, again, intellectuals claim that the, you know, entire, almost the entire New Testament is, has been, you know, misappropriated to people. Paul probably didn't write that or whatnot or wh- whoever. It was, they're being attributed to them. It's plagiarism, I guess. It's a simple fact because it's obviously written after the fact and, you know, there's different stories about the same event. So, I mean, you can't even really trust it as, as fables, which, you know, I know like the, Christian apologists or whatnot, or I guess not even necessarily that, Bible apologists, because yes, I realize that, you know, the Jews use a lot of the same Bible, and so the Muslims use a lot of the same stuff in the Bible. So, yes, they're all all intertwined. So, you know, Bible apologists go through and say, you know, like, yeah, maybe that Eve story, maybe that was a parable instead of actual truth. Some of them are doing that now, but, I mean, one quote I came by was what, you know, what that side says is like, you know, the Bible never contradicts itself once. Why are you talking about the Old Testament anymore? Uh, the New Testament invalidates it. Really? Is that what some people believe? That the New Testament is like, well, you know, because, you know, because for, in order to fix the universe, God had to use his blood magic. But, but, but see, only his blood was strong enough, so he had to give himself a body and then kill it in order to fix the universe, which he is supposedly supposed to be perfect. So I'm not exactly sure how a perfect being can create imperfection. But, you know, did I lose you? Cody, this is where stuff crashed. And the internet's yeah. fucking up. So there is a god, and he's pissed. Apparently that was the Lord trying to smite our podcast, rain his vengeance upon thee, so that we would not disparage, disparage his good listeners and good believers anymore. But we're back, folks. We're back to keep doing what we were doing. Doing what we're here for. Oh my lord, Cody, have I had a bad day. Oh, not, not just oh my lord, Cody. Oh, oh your lord, too. Oh, their lords. Oh, lords of the manor, lords of the house, landlords, lord of the flies, seven lords a-leaping. Oh, all lords. Is it a bad day? You know what always picks me up from a bad day? What is that, Cody? Because I could sure use one. Oh, all lords. A rich, refreshing RCCR. An RCCR, you say? What could goddamn possible thing could that be? Why, it's Royal Crown Cola and Crown Royal expertly blended together in just the right amount. Just like your favorite podcast. A little bit of bubbly and sweet, a little bit of strong and stout. That's right. It's just what everybody needs to help wash away the hard times of a hard day it makes you feel like a man all over again boy i'm starting to get even happier just thinking about it thanks for bringing this to my attention cody where did you learn of such a magical thing as this why of course on the board shenanigans podcast here's a cold one on me buddy why thank you ah crisp refreshing smooth 
Just like Board Shenanigans Podcast and RCCR always hits the spot. Mighty tasty. Thank you, Mr. Bubbly and Sweet. This was a perfect drink for me today. Well, I know how much you like a good strong and stout at the end of your day. <laughs> Why, yes, I do. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I think it's funny because I don't know what it means either. Is that a sex joke? <laughs> I was trying to make it into one. Because I thought I like. Are, are you saying I, don't I enjoy? Even know what it means? I realized halfway through it makes no fucking sense, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going with it." That's what's so funny about it. As always, please enjoy your podcast and your RCCRs responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Don't podcast and drive. But guy driving in your car, we hope you get to enjoy both real soon. Amen. So one of the quotes I found that I really liked was from Hind- it was from Hinduism today, and it was uh, the effect of the cultivation of faith can be compared to the growth of a tree. As a young sapling, it's easily uprooted, e- easily uprooted, just as faith, based solely on belief, can be easily shaken or destroyed. Faith bolstered with philosophic knowledge is like a medium-sized tree, strong and not easily disturbed. Faith matured by personal experience of God and the gods is like a full-grown tree that can withstand any extreme force. And the way I took that is kind of a, like a lifelong cycle as far as someone that actually is does believe in a particular faith, is, does believe in a particular religion. Like, okay, you probably weren't that, that knowledgeable about it, you weren't that strong about it, you weren't... You didn't look at other things. You didn't look at, you know, sciences and the other philosophies or anything at the beginning. You just kind of believed because, oh, I believe that. And then as you grow older, as long as you get older, you get more experiences. You learn more things. You question more things. If you still are of that faith, you don't feel that it's been anything has disproven such faith to you. Well, then you're probably a little more set in it. You probably understand more. And I, the way, and then eventually you wind up being older, where you have a lot of knowledge of the world. You're you are you are wiser. And it may, you know, you can figure out how that, how that faith isn't lost by, you know, circumstances, but yet you can, and one of the things I really liked about the way that they went, they go about their particular view, or the way I understand their particular view is, they're not, you know, the absolute of religion, they're not the end all be all of anything, this is just what they personally believe, to personally grow, to do their own thing, I, I never once saw anything where it's like, it doesn't matter, you know, Evolution isn't disputed, or whatever. None of that really seems to be disputed. It's just that this is this is a very personal, growing experience, which is kind of one of the things I really kind of like. Okay, I can see that. That's a cool point. Yeah, I'm, I mean, once again, faith being pretending to know something you do not know. I, I feel that that needs to be reconciled. People need to be able to figure out, like, because you talk about things, which, granted, we've talked about many things we do not know on here. We probably are doing it in this episode, especially when we speak of the Bible. Not gonna lie, I don't think I've ever read the thing cover to cover. Ever. I've watched a lot of things on the History Channel about it, though, if that counts. We are familiar with your credentials. Yeah. Side note cast here, everybody. If, if you want a really interesting watch, especially for you of of such beliefs, and, and want to, you know, see if your, your faith can hold up under, you know, scrutiny, watch a series that the History Channel is making currently. It's called, um... I want to say it's called Bible Secrets Revealed, and I believe it comes on on Wednesdays at, I don't know, like 8 or something like that. Check your local listings. Yeah, check your local listings. I want to say it's Wednesday, like Wednesday evening. It's called Bible Secrets Revealed, and uh, the first one was pretty amazing, which mainly dealed with the fact that because the Bible has been translated so many times, a lot of things have been lost in it, and a lot of things have been changed. Or just for simple fact that things have been lost, they've been changed. Like, I guess the original, like, Hebrew word for the story of... uh, Jesus being born uh, wasn't virgin. It wasn't the virgin Mary. It was the young girl Mary. 
and a lot of things like that. That was watch that, folks, and then learn. I mean, one of the, one of the biggest things, like I'm not trying to go to anyone about their own beliefs. I mean, you can believe whatever you want to, but why the hell do you believe something if you can't question it? If you like, okay, and this is a piss poor example, but dude, I love Batman. I do. I really genuinely like Batman stuff. But goddamn, Batman and Robin was fucking terrible. Was it, it was, Cody? It was so Have we bad. talked about this? Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, it was really bad. And I understand that it was really bad. And if you can't criticize something you care about, do you really care about it to the degree that you do? And this is kind of my, my counter, and this is a whole other can of worms, this is kind of my counter of, like, you know patriotism to a degree because i definitely have been accused of not necessarily being a patriotic person but if you can't question it do you really care about it that much i mean if you do you you really honestly care about whatever your particular sacred cow is that much if, if you can't even like entertain someone questioning it or saying they dislike it i mean what's the point of belief at that like what's the point then i yeah i mean i don't I mean, I kind of feel, and I, I'm not trying to cut you off or anything, dude, but I kind of feel like you, you know, you being a skeptic and of the skepticism viewpoint or whatever now, that's kind of a constant thing you do. Like, I believe this. And it constantly gets questioned, and they constantly are questioned amongst themselves so that they constantly have more faith in what they actually, or more knowledge of, or whatever you want to call it, about their particular their particular topic. And... I mean, what a great thing to like sit and debate and further like further examine your own your own structure of belief. I mean, it has. To, I think you have to do that. Someone said an unexamined life is isn't worth living. Don't know who, but someone said that. To pull a Lao Tzu quote: "Knowing others is intelligence. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mastering others is strength. Ma- mastering yourself is true power." I mean, come on. All right, uh, let's quote everybody. Uh, Phil Plate. Give a man a truth, and he will think for it a day. Teach a man to reason, and he will think for a lifetime. To quote Mahatma Gandhi, faith is not something to grasp, it is a state to grow into. Welcome to quote, Gast. <laughs> to quote Isaac Asimov, properly read the Bible is the most potent force for atheism ever conceived. Alright, to quote Frederick Nietzsche, a casual stroll through the lunatic asylum shows that faith does not prove anything. Which frankly, was one of my favorite quotes I discovered in amongst all of this. That's right, that's right, good people of Podcast Landia. We took notes for this episode, and we could pull quotes to prove it. <laughs> exactly. Um, to, to quote Epicurus, um, <laughs> <laughs> Is God willing to prevent evil, but not able? Then he is not omnipotent. Is he able, but not willing? Then he is not malevolent. Is he both, both able and willing? Then whence comes evil? Is he neither able nor willing? Then why do we call him God? That's a good one. Um, I don't know we haven't done this. We haven't we haven't quoted him yet today. To quote Carl Sagan, <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to be Sagan or Orwell. I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's a very, very good point. Um, I, I think I have an Orwell one for a minute afterwards. I could I could try to muddle my way through. We are on the eve of discovering that nothing should be done for this for the sake of gods, but all for the good of man. Nothing for another world. Everything for this. When I was going through and looking at stuff and reading things, um, I found I found several articles and a lot of the stuff that I went and read. I, I'm not gonna lie, just so I could kind of understand the thought process was from the mindset of like conservative Christian people or whatever. 
But I went and read this article, and it was talking about uh, not using not using faith as a form of discrimination, um, and the fact of like how from their aspect, and I, I don't remember who wrote this, so thanks, guy on the internet. It, it was basically to the aspect of you're not supposed to use your particular faith to pull prejudices upon other people. You're not supposed to, okay, so maybe you are, a, okay, this was a Christian, so let's say you're a Christian. You're not supposed to use your particular belief structure to, you know, manipulate other people and, you're, and that kind of thing. And uh, I was pretty impressed with the article because it was well written, but my favorite thing about it was, <laughs> like, the quote at the end, which he pulled a Buddha quote out at the end, and it was, empty your cup. A be- beginner's mind is open to many possibilities, an expert's mind is not. No. Oh. <laughs> which I thought was amazing that... Wh- are, in other words, are you, are, you, are you saying he's saying the same thing Kevin Smith said? Faith is like a glass of water when you're young, the glass is small and easy to fill up, but, but the older you get, the, the bigger the glass gets? Then the same amount of liquid, liquid doesn't fill it anymore? Periodically, I, it needs to be refilled? I, I think it was somewhat to that effect, but I also kind of took it to the aspect of, like, it's great to be... If you're like, okay, it's, it's great to be a theologian, or it's great to be whatever, and you can be an, you can be very, very knowledgeable about it, but you can't close yourself off to all possibilities. And I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have about the intellectuals, is that their mind is automatically closed off to every possibility. And I don't necessarily think that. I think, okay, maybe in this particular avenue, they're, okay, they're, they're an amazingly intelligent person who has really thought about it and really looked at, you know, looked at the philosophic aspects or the scientific aspects or the academic aspects of whatever particular thing that they're an expert in. But even... I, I don't feel like they're automatically like okay, you know, Dawkins is one that gets is that gets pulled out a lot. Like, oh, well, his whole point was to disprove God. Well, maybe it was, but I don't think that that meant that his his entire functionality as a person is negated because he probably was really open to a lot of other possibilities. I think I would almost wager that people that are intellectuals are more open to possibilities of what could be. And frankly, if they were proven to be wrong. I think they would accept it because there's fucking proof. Whereas someone that is not an intellectual and blindly follows, no matter what proof is presented to them, is still going to blindly follow that same thing. Science is based on trying to prove itself wrong. I mean, the scientific method isn't state what you think is going to happen and try to prove it prove it correct. You, st- you state your thesis, and then you try your very best to prove that your thesis is false. And if your thesis can't be proven false by your tests, it, it has some sort of truth. Because... Which I, I guess that's another thing is, I mean, look, yeah, Dawkins is a great writer and all, but, you know, sometimes he is a little fundamentalist in his own rights, I guess is a really good way to put right. it. And, and, yeah, yeah. that being said, I mean, he's definitely very loud and boisterous. I mean, I'm just going to say it, you can't prove that there is not a God, because, I mean, you can't prove a universal negative. I mean, that's just something that, you know, it's something that's really hard to do. You can't really prove a universal negative. But, for instance, you can prove that, you know, uh, oh, I don't know, a, a cubic sphere doesn't exist. Because they are mutually exclusive of each of each other by definition. Cube having eight corners while sphere having none. Best way I could really kind of find a way to pull that out, because I didn't expect that to be a conversation. Well, I mean, I wasn't trying, you know, I'm not trying to poke at you with that stuff. I'm just, I'm just very much of that opinion where, I mean, and that I'm just pulling what, kind of what, I, what was said, what was, what was said in this comment. I mean, you know, I, I kind of feel like as... 
yes, as technology advances, consciousness must evolve. And I know we quote the fuck out of that, but... And, I, and who originally said that? Why, that would be the illustrious, venerable R.S. Brewer, I do believe. Yeah, that would be, yes. Um, <laughs> you glad you got your plug in there? Yes, I did, because okay. I figure since we're quoting people, we might as well say who we're quoting. Um, but... I don't think that even though you can prove certain things, I don't think that that automatically negates your, you know, your particular faith. And I definitely don't think that someone disagreeing with it is like negates yours. Like, yeah, I have I mean, friends that are religious. I have people that are religious. I know people that are. And just because I don't necessarily, you know, we, our belief structure doesn't jive, it's what's the problem? We're all still here. Who gives a fuck how we got here? Or what, you know, big spirit in the sky we're going to go to when we die? I mean, when they lay us down to rest, I mean, who cares if we go to the place that's the bad? I find it much more exhilarating to think of the fact that three billion years ago, a star got so big that it collapsed in among itself, then exploded, firing out its heavier elements out into the universe, that then coalesced over another billion years to form the iron in our blood, or the silicone in our computers that we're looking at right now, or the oxygen that we breathe. And, and see, I guess I... <laughs> Say it again, we are all made of star stuff. I, I, and I guess I look at it in the aspect of, I'm kind of glad this is all I got. I'm kind of glad that I don't have to follow somebody else's overall plan, or I'm going to go and fucking get punished for it. I'm kind of glad that I don't have that pressure. I'm kind of glad that my life is my life to live the way that I think is right and the way that I feel that I should do it for my family. That's the only responsibilities I have. It's not to some great, big, bad, omnipotent being. It's not. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I don't think that it's involved enough to even know that I exist if it does exist. I really don't. I think what matters is the here and now, which is what makes the here and now so special. The fact that, wow, you know what? Nothing's guaranteed, and, like, I may not be here tomorrow, and I won't ever know that, you know, like, what I had was what I had, and at least thank God I got to have that. Or thank Cthulhu I got to have that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think you just demonstrated a very good point right there, is how it's, a lot of this stuff has just been ingrained into the culture. Uh, and that's, that's, the mo that's the modality in which we think in. Like you said, thank God that you have that. Yeah. Which brings me to the point I mentioned before is, is your faith really your faith because it's your faith or because you were told it's your faith? I mean, I mean that's... So, bit... Would you have said, you know, praise be to Allah if you lived in the Middle East right then in that comment? Right. Well, no, because they wouldn't have allowed us to have a podcast there. That's a political situation, not necessarily <laughs> Well, then it would have been, AK-47 for everybody! Ernie gets and, that uh, one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest thing I have to say or add or poke at JJ's whole point is, well, okay, I realize that if this is really what you believe, if this is really where, like, all of your dice are at, that's awesome. But are you not more than your own faith? Are you not more than that? Are you not? Are you just a vessel for it, or are you a person underneath it who has your own particular concepts of things that enjoys irreverent podcasts where we say fucking cunt a lot? I mean, are you not that person? Yeah, Do I mean, you found us, right? I mean, and, and listened this far into it, which 
Oh, thank you, actually, and I hope you continue listening. And... Right, I mean, th- th- and that's the th- biggest thing is, I mean, I, th- I think we've pretty much expressed, and this is nothing accusational, accusationatory. Why not? <laughs> it, it's not, it's not a, it's not a way for us to do that by any means. We're just kind of, you brought it to us. I mean, okay, I guess we said it first, and you brought it us. We're just, yeah, con- I mean, we're it just is con- our fault. I mean, we're just <laughs> conversating, but. I mean, we're going to do this again. We're going to say, I mean, I'm going to say what I think, and I'm glad that you can say what you think. And I'm so grateful that you you had the balls enough to say, this is what I believe. Here's the source from which I believe it. That's awesome, dude. That took some serious cojones to do that. I mean, because anytime you put yourself out there a little bit, especially on something that really, truly matters to you, that's kick-ass. And we very much appreciate it. And we want more of this. If you have a rebuttal to this, bring it up. Yeah. There will be show notes, people. Uh, so, and where we'll hopefully source a lot of our material or further readings from people that aren't us. Or who knows, maybe maybe we'll have articles of our own. We we are bloggers, after all. Are you? Well, I, I have a blog, and I write things on it. <laughs> I delegate those kind of responsibilities to, to the sidekick. I thought that's where you were going to go. Oh, no, I was like, fine, write it. I, I don't know, I might write an article. Who knows? Stay tuned. <laughs> I'll make sure. If you can't tell our writing styles apart by now, I'll make sure you know. I don't think it's a mystery to anybody. Yeah, um, like, I don't. There's a lot of ellipses and and, and, and call outs and weird puns. It's probably mine. I actually like. And if it's not concise, it's probably mine. It doesn't apply at all to anything we're talking about. Um, actually, the big thank you letter. I try. I tried to kind of do a little bit of your style too, so it was very tongue in cheek. So like, maybe there would be some mystery there that I'm ruining now. Yeah, because I I am very tongue in cheek, aren't I? That's right, ladies. You want a good date? Talk, talk to the old reverend. He's very tongue in cheek. I'll put my tongue in your cheeks. Yes. Yeah. Whichever cheeks you want them put in. Because I think we talked about. I don't know. Did we talk about that? No, that was off the air. Basically, what Brewer's saying is he likes to toss the old salad after he's eaten a bowl of soup. Yes, so. <laughs> now, stay tuned for after the credits, folks. <laughs> Why not? Oh man. Um. Uh. Do we have anything else? Uh, I, I got sidetracked by something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oral anal consummation tends to do that. Yeah. Um, um. I mean, one of the biggest things that I kind of found, um, and I think it was one of my favorite ones, and I, I, I'm i not intentionally harping on Christianity. I'm not, but... It's just the assumption from what J.J. posted. And it's it's just kind of... I Which, don't want to say... I guess it's, it's, Oh, I guess, uh, real quickly, um, I guess one of the things is, it, this feels like kind of scatterbrained and all over the place. The reason why I feel I, my, my thoughts might be that way is, I mean, I have like, what, a, a three-sentence comment to, to, to base my my entire argument on, and two of them are in somebody else's words. So, if my response is a little all over the place, that's why, and I'm just trying to hit whatever, like I said, whatever flavor JJ is, and just trying to get and anybody else out there, just get you to think, you know? Um, w- one of the things that'll be in the list is, oh, it's like 40 questions to ask a Christian. And some of them I may have said on here. Some of them might have been my own words. Well, so no look no. at those people. Yeah. I, I, I guess, I guess kind of what I'm going with is, uh, if I, I don't, 
I'm trying to not be too scatterbrained here, but a lot of it is we have a whole episode we're going to dedicate. We have actually like a three-part episode we're going to dedicate to this, so I'm trying to skirt that issue on a lot of it. But back to the Christianity point, one of the one of the biggest things that I noticed, and again, I'm not trying to harp on it, but a problem I kind of feel with Christianity is just the fact that it's we're right by God and nobody else is. And I, I majorly have issues with that, but... uh I look. I was looking up various things, and I kid you not. I think it was like I was just looking up verses. I think it was verses about faith, and just in a Google search engine, which I wish I could take a screenshot of because it would be in the show notes. It was. I believe you can. You can hit this little button called Print Screen, and then paste that into a Paint document. I didn't know you could do that. That's what Print Screen means. I guess it says Put Skin, but that means oh, Print Screen. I honestly didn't know you could do that. Oh, really? No, oh. I had no idea. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I have faith in something else now. Thank you again, Google. Speaking of other things that I didn't know you could do with Google Chrome, did you know you could highlight, because this is what the people come for, Google Chromecast. Did you know you could highlight a word and drag it up into the drag it up into the bar and it'll open up a new tab? I just yeah. learned that today. I was really excited because I've been doing the old copy new tab paste thing for a long you, time. You can also right click on it and, and and say search too. Yeah, I know you can do that way, but I liked the whole drag it thing because it was I don't know I thought it was cool. fun. Well, I just didn't know you could do it. Uh, other interesting things: if you want to have some fun with Google, since this is a Chromecast, um, if you're if just on a regular Google page, it could be in Explorer or. Firefox, it doesn't matter. Um, and it doesn't matter that I'm telling you this. Type in Zerg Rush and hit enter. <laughs> uh, and be prepared. I know what you're doing and it's awesome. <laughs> oh, have you done this? Yes, because you told me about it. Oh, did I? Sweet. I, I have played StarCraft with you a time or two. Yeah, oh. just type in Zerg Rush on, on Google. You'll have fun. Anyway, what? but what I know, like, you, you put it on Google and it was like versus... I think it was verses about faith or verses that prove faith or something. It's something to that effect I had typed in. And I had, like, I just looked through the first, like, three pages of results, and it was verses to disprove Judaism, verses to disprove Mormonism, verses to disprove Catholicism, verses to disprove atheism, verses to disprove, verses to disprove evolution, verses to disprove this, verses to disprove that. Like, was Dr. Seuss a liar? Versus to disprove it. I mean, it was so much that I was like, Good lord. I mean, like, really? This, that much, huh? That is so much of, like, as opposed to, I don't know, doing what, you know, helping the orphans and fucking, I don't know, doing whatever. That's where you go? I mean, I just kind of thought that was a bit of wasted effort, personally. But, again, not being a Christian, I don't technically know what, what's on the agenda for the week. I don't yeah. I mean, I guess... I guess that the main, I hope that the main theme of this episode wasn't, wasn't fuck religion, cause that's gonna be the other episode. I'm sure. It's gonna be more confrontational, I feel. Well, but, uh, I, don't know I, I was really hoping the theme that. was gonna be, like I said, and I hope it came across is, is that faith is the problem with religion. The, the, the blind adherence to something that was told to you as a child is the problem, whereas, you know, you know like I said, th- think, damn it, think! <laughs> Yeah, there. I mean, there's that. Uh, and who am I quoting there? I'm quoting, you know, uh, you know Cody W. Jeems. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be a quote by me if it didn't have a swear word in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which I... One of the last little bits I'm going to kind of leave this particular more ponderous topic on. Um, it's another Lao Tzu quote, which, frankly, I have read more Lao Tzu in the past Zootype. couple days than I ever have in my life. And uh, I'm a definite fan. Um, he's a, he's a big... Uh, 
writer of Taoism. Uh, but anyway, this is, uh, anyway, here's a quote he said. I don't remember where it's from, but I know who said it, so that's half the battle. The mark of a modern man is freedom from his own ideas. Tolerant like the sky, all pervading like the sunlight. Firm like a mountain, supple like a tree in the wind. He has no destination in view and make, makes use of anything life happens to bring his way. I was a big fan of that, and I really yeah. kind of took that as like, okay, that's a very awesome way to put it. So, yeah, I, I, I might have a quote to end with, because Thomas Jefferson said this. or Not Thomas Jefferson, that's the other quote that's below this one. Thomas Edison said this one. I don't know, Thomas the Tank Engine, for all I know, said it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to cut the bumbling out, but then I made myself laugh. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Edison, Thomas, Thomas the Tank Engine, you know, sometimes you get them confused. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, uh, to those searching for truth, not the truth of dogma and darkness, but the truth brought by reason, search, examine, and inquire. Discipline is required. For faith, as well intended as it may be, must be built on facts, not fiction. Faith in fiction is a damnable false hope. Thomas Edison! Uh, so and I, I don't know. Again, this was not meant to throw stones by any means. It was very much more. What do you have faith in? What do you really think? And if you're, if you're gonna present it, you have to be able to be questioned by it, and you can't get fucking offended over it. Um, yeah, know. this is kind of a digression a little bit, but something I I've kind of always thought and feel like I want to say, and this is a good episode to say it in now. And I, I just thought of it. I kind of feel. A lot of people in the world aren't sentient. Almost might be a good way to put it. Aren't aren't self aware. That might be a slightly less angry way of saying it. That they might not realize their existence, which I think is the easiest way to say it. Um, that that they kind of are and they're not being. And I want everyone listening to this to be. Think about the fact that you are here in whatever means you think about them in. I'm not even going to attack faith here, or belief, or religion, or, or Cthulhu, or whatnot. That think, seems to think, be my chosen religion, doesn't it? Like, yes, it, it I does. worship the Necronomicon. Yeah, I, I always go, you know, uh, Pastafarianism, because <laughs> I think it's funny. But, yeah, the, think about you being in this world, and, and what that means. Think about the fact that you exist. Think about think about the fact you have a brain, and 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 the fact, and the, the chemistry of it. Think Here's an interesting one that's going to really bug you for a long for a long time. Think about the fact that there's a tongue sitting in your mouth this entire time. And the fact that you don't feel it all the time, except for like when you bite it. Be self-aware of the fact that you have a tongue. Be aware that the sky is blue and why it could be blue. Just think about yourself and why you choose to have coffee in the morning instead of tea. I really like that. I guess if we're kind of doing that, and I feel like this is a pretty appropriate episode because I don't feel like... Yeah, I, 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 I got real weird there, I Well, know. no, I liked it. Um, I feel like this is an appropriate episode for this. Um, I've never claimed to have any kind of religious experience. And maybe if I did have such religious experience, I would find that particular God and read that particular book. The closest thing I have ever had to any religious experience that I actually makes me think that maybe there is some big something out there would just have to be the fact that that, like, really cool lightning strike inspiration you get whenever you're going to write something. I don't know what the fuck causes that, and I don't know that anything ever will know what the fuck causes that. If it's the, if it is the three muses, if it's just brain chemistry, if it's, like, 
you know, a bit of stale beef, whatever the <laughs> hell it happens to be. Wait, 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 wait. Are you quoting a Christmas carol? I am. In fact, it is a philosophical religious text, as long as, it, <laughs> as well as the many other things it is. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had to do it. Because um, <laughs> when all else fails, quote Carol. <laughs> but, I mean, that that's as far as I have ever come to any kind of faith or religious experience. And I always have faith in the fact that if I really have a strong emotion about something, you can put a pen and a piece of paper in front of me, and I can get it out. And I can make it work to where it, le- like where it, it works, and I can put whatever emotions I have on that page. I don't know if that's religion or faith or God or whatever the hell that is, but that's the closest thing I have to any of those things. Man, I, now you've got me thinking if I have a, a feeling like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I have. It's, is that weird? Um, I'm okay. Um, this this might be a something, and to keep it in the scope of things we've talked about in pre in in this show and just, like not not this just this episode but this whole entire podcast, I'm gonna go with Carl Sagan again. I posted a picture of the pale blue dot, which is a picture of Earth from the Voyager one spacecraft from three yeah three billion miles away, three or four, and I I guess this year from Earth we used a radio telescope to take a picture of. Voyager 1, and sure enough, Voyager 1 looks like a pale blue dot to us. And the more interesting thing is, it is now three times further away from Earth. It's 12 billion miles, or 169 sextillion gnomes away from Earth. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Um, And I I guess something about that really just struck me, is the fact that we appear to to it a a pale blue dot, and to us, it appears the same way. Something about that was just almost poetic. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll post a picture of that if that interests anybody. And, I, I mean, I guess just the simple fact that, you know, all of us, everybody you've ever known, you know, everything exists, you know, on, on that one pixel. Mood of dust caught in a sunbeam. Do you want to be poetical again? I don't know. I guess that might be a, a close to awe-inspiring, awe I'll go with. Kind of puts you in perspective. To close out my thought there, that's us. What does it matter in the grand scheme of things? Does it matter that if any of us are right, should we even be trying to change each other's minds? Yeah, moment of silence. <laughs> uh, oh, we... Hey, man. So, in amongst all my researching, I did find something that's much less serious, but much funnier to me. So, apparently, there's this movement for a... So, uh, that Christian, you know, because saving yourself before marriage, because God doesn't want you to get laid, he wants you to, you know, fumble your way through your wedding night or whatever, um, as is the general consensus, uh, or I guess good Christian girls don't get gonorrhea, I'm not really sure, but, (laughs) but anyway, um... I was looking. I was looking up stuff, and uh, one of the little things I found that uh, should be in the Hall of Shame. Apparently, there's this movement, and it's not like a one church type Fred Phelps movement. No, no, no. It's like a nationwide movement for um, Christian girls, that, like to advocate anal sex to preserve to preserve their virginity. Ah, so by movement, you meant bowel movement. Well, the best part about it is like. <laughs> are, you gonna that, are you really gonna let that stand? <laughs> I was trying to just blow past it, and I couldn't. You were trying to blow past it, but but you were a little constipated on the issue? Oh, I was, man. Like, I was a little backed up. Things weren't moving the way they should have. Uh, I guess I need some whole brains. Yeah, so the diarrhea from my mouth was 
got you stuck? Oh, fecal matter. It's anyway. smelly, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Toilet paper. Anyways. I'm sad. I'm actually more sad on how how many puns I could do off of that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, so I got to reading about it, and it's, it is amazing the way that they misconstrue the Bible in order to, because... I'm not a Christian, but goddamn, are they doing it wrong? I mean, there is no way, like, there's never been a better argument like, well, I can shove it up your pooper, than, like, I can't believe that this ha- this exists. And there's churches that advocate it, like, that teach it to their youth groups, that are like, you know, well, little Susie, you can't, you can't get poked in the front, but if you bend over, you can get poked in the back. I mean, th- this exists. This is in the world, which... Frankly, just puts a whole other aspect to remember all the, like, remember those shorts that say, like, juicy on the back of them? I mean, imagine. They can just say WWJD on the back of them instead? (laughs) Right? What would Jesus do? Oh, he'd stem a rose. I mean, it's. I mean, I I could be wrong. Now, as I mentioned, I have never read it in its entirety. Didn't God destroy an entire town because of this? Isn't that the reason why we call it what it is? Is because he's destroyed said town? I, I have no idea, but oh my god, it makes me so happy. <laughs> like, like, do parents sit down with their kids? I mean, there have to be, like, fundamental parents that sit down with their daughter and, like, you know, well, it's okay if you do that. Or the youth group that teaches it. Because this website, like, plays it off so casual. Like, oh yeah, and you can do this. But they also have, like, giving a blowjob in Christ and stuff like that. I mean, it's... it's like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, do you, like, do a prayer while you're blowing the guy? <laughs> well, even better, even better. The best article on that, like, yes, I really like, I really like the, uh... <laughs> you have to bless, <laughs> bless this cock, Father, for it has sinned. <laughs> do you have to, like, cross your dick first? I mean, <laughs> dip it in a sanctified condom? <laughs> <laughs> but uh one of the best parts about it is like cause I was like poking through this site because I was fascinated. Oh, poking through it! I was, I was fascinated by this school of thought. The best part about it, like the entire, the best thing on this entire website was like you know it was like for you know for married people, and it was like verses advocating threesomes for married couples. Like so, there's married Christian swingers out there, folks. <laughs> Are you, are you trying to tell me that this website has it asked backwards? I, I just didn't know that these were things that were actually endorsed, but I guess you can spin anything to be anything you want it to be. I mean, like, like, where were these chicks whenever I was in private school? What? Why wasn't this something that was taught? Where was this website with, with girlfriends? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, baby. You know the manger? Well, that was behind the house, so Jesus <laughs> likes it in the behind. Oh, the fr- you've got to go read that. It was it was so funny because I was like, wow, I can't. It made me quite happy. It was definitely one of the funnier things. That, it was a funny thing on the on the uh, serious side of this particular episode. It made it made me pretty happy. So enjoy <laughs> it in the wall of shame, folks. Enjoy it in the wall of shame. Enjoy it in the pooper, folks. <laughs> Is that the Valley of the Shadow of Death? Is that what they're talking about? I I, I think so, yeah. It's like, yay, though I walk through the Valley of, of the Shadow of Death, I will fear no pussy, for <laughs> thy, thy anus and thy condom comfort me. Oh. <laughs> give, give, give us this day our, our daily rim job. <laughs> oh, 
for you are truly thy virginity keeper. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine being that, that, that chick's boyfriend. She's like, well, I'm a Christian. Like, we can't go any further. Okay, but we can do this. And he's like, the guy's like, are you fucking kidding me? Awesome. No, she is not fucking kidding you. She is fucking truthing you. Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I just thought even looking at, like... So, you know, the ladies' whatnots was, like, required, like, ten our fathers. At least that was my inter- interpretation. Uh, I don't know. I just thought this this made me happy that this exists. Wow. That there's that youth groups a- advocating anal sex to underage girls that just, <laughs> like... Well... I'm pretty sure you're doing it wrong. I mean, as in the Catholic Church, you know, advocated anal sex for a very long time... I mean, they always seem to shuffle these priests around whenever they get caught. Uh, uh, political. Ho- holy butt pirates, Batman! <laughs> uh, what are you doing over there? What's with all this scraping? What scraping? Th- this this scraping. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Sitting here. It's, it's, it's like you're, like, whittling or something while you're doing this. Am I scraping now? No! You were scraping earlier. Do I... Do I need to back up your own tape? I mean, are, what, were you pissed that I did that joke in a previous episode? Like, look, I can't cut this noise out. You want to do that joke? No, I just know what I was... Why am I getting scolded exactly? Are you going to roll up a newspaper and hit me in the nose in a minute? I might. I, you're fucking up my audio quality. What are you doing? I'm sitting here talking to you, getting bitched at. Your mic already sucks. You have to add excessive noise to it as well. Oh, are you sure it's not the sand grinding in your vagina? No, because it's through my headphones. I don't know. You might have literally loud vagina sand that it comes all the way from there to here to back to you. You did it right there. I heard it. Right now. That. That noise. I'm fucking sitting here. You have a very noisy ass. <laughs> are you getting fucked in the ass for Jesus right now? I don't understand what you're fucking flipping out about here. This noise! This noise here! Is it doing it now? No! But it was a second ago. Listeners, back me up on this! <laughs> Ambient noise from Cody's microphone cast! Well, I'm sure they were all sitting there thinking, like, what is that noise? What are you doing? So, I wanted to ask you, like, I know in, like, an early episode, like, early, early episodes when we were still using the Skype recorder, it sounded like you were, like, disassembling and reassembling a gun because of all the weird clicking and clacking that was going on. I'm sorry I, I don't have a better mic. I'm, I'm sorry, Podcast Landia. I'm sorry, Editor. Just... Just thought I'd throw it out there, so it's out there in the world, and we so so at least they know that I know. Are we done with this? <laughs> Welcome to Drumcast. Yeah. Apparently, I was getting tired of getting bitched at. Fine. I'm sorry. I will not try to improve our quality ever by questioning your methods of sitting. Good lord. I had some ear sw- I had some ear sweat involved with the microphone setup. Sorry, I don't just. You had some ear sweat involved with the microphone setup. Or headphones. I thought it was just the ear sweat we were hearing. Are you really still fucking bitching at me? Because I think it's been like four minutes of getting bitched at. Fine, I'll quit. Fine. What else do you have for us then, Cody? Um, I don't know. We're at like hour 45. Probably take 20 of that out for uh, you bitching at me for a microphone and the Skype drop. I'm trying to think, do I have another Hey Man? This is, this is the hard part about getting serious and all fucking impassioned at the beginning. I thought the anal sex, I thought virgin anal sex was going to go further. 
But don't you always think that? Don't you always think that virgin anal sex is going to go further than you think that it ends up going? And now we don't know if we have more stuff that we want to talk about now or if we want to talk about it in a future episode. Or... I don't know what we're doing anymore. I think we're talking to each other and not podcasting anymore is what I think's happening. Uh, man, you want to throw an in- you want to throw an ending on this and see where it ends up and see if we need to add to it? Or is this going to be the next one you're going to drop? How much try to make this the next one I drop? Um, I mean, hey, man! We didn't talk about anybody in this episode. That's right. We didn't reference Matt or Cece or Brent or Brandy or Jared. I think Ernie might have got one, but nobody else yeah, it, or Justin. Yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't mention anybody that we normally mention. Like so that that way, Cece and Matt and Brent and Brandy and Ju- and Justin and and Ernie and Jared don't fill out. We talked about you. Time filler cast. So. The irreverent, re- venerable, the venerable irreverent. You're gonna be venerable. You're getting yeah. so venerable, Reverend Brewer. You got any good words for the to close for the? God damn it! So one more time. <laughs> so venerable, Reverend Brewer. Do you have any words to close for the good people? Why, yes, I do. And keeping with the theme of always examining your faith. If Jarrett is all powerful, can Jarrett create a guitar so good that even he can't play it? Amen. And now cue Jarrett playing the guitar. Good God, what are you doing? Put that down. Try something with more protein. I always use boardshenanigans.wordpress.com or facebook.com slash boardshenanigans or on our iTunes feed. Now, why did I have my top off for this? Well, you're the one that would know about chomping ass. Um... Yes? <laughs> I just thought you would know about chomping oh, ass. Oh, yes, the chomping asses. Well, see, it's one of my favorite pastimes. Boy, if I can rim job anybody, <laughs> I take a chance to do it. Let me tell you. <laughs> There's nothing I like more than tossing a dang old salad. Well, yeah, Enjoy I mean, that on the outro, guys, because it'll definitely be there. Well, I mean, you always want a nice tossed salad with your bowl of soup.